For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We're back. Joshua Fisher, Nikki Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. This is the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. So get your horns up because here we go. Gentlemen, we're back. Basketball was crazy. Talked a little golf. Talked a little baseball. Our boy Drew Stubbs on. Took a couple weeks. Relaxed. Quan hung out with the fam. <laughs> Nick and I hung out with our imaginary fams, a.k.a. <laughs> each other. I actually went back to New York. I don't know if I've seen you since Quan, but I went back to New York for Passover for the holidays. Back in Los Angeles. And this week has been chaos once again in the NIL world and the recruiting world, Jordan Addison receiver for Pitt seemingly during the NFL draft announced that he was transferring to USC. Hadn't even been in the transfer portal yet. We heard that he was going to USC. So skipping that entire process and was just like, Hey, I'm going to be here next fall. And the Lord knows he's going to show up on campus. Turns out he's taking a couple visits. He is in the transfer portal. His quarterback, Kenny Pickett going 20 to the Steelers. Rumors had it. We were sending in our group text tweets that we saw of like $5 million being thrown at him potential because who knows that that's going to happen. Nick went yeah. on to go and say 5 million is a lot. I could deal with a couple million, <laughs> which is like a, a couple years ago. This was not even a thought. This was just a discussion. Could this happen now during the draft? Even it was a heavy topic of conversation. Now the, the dust has settled. The draft is a while ago. We can say with no Texas players being drafted, Quan, very different than the errors that you spanned across all your time with Texas. Really goes yeah. to show you how piss poor uh, our not so dear friend, Mr. Herman, was at developing <laughs> players. Um, truthfully, yeah, it was a struggle bus, man. Struggle yeah. bus. Yeah. But now here we are, Addison in the building in Texas. Can we get him? What does it cost? What is it worth? I mean, this team's like maybe maybe he'll get a Lambo as well. Yeah, it was it was Ferrari Lambo with Bijan nominated, wow. but I wish it was a Ford F one fifty. That made more sense. Yeah, man, come on, man. It was exactly, he can drive that and not be seen. But no, dude, it's the NIL, and I we've talked about it a million times. I'm such a advocate for players getting to use their likeness because these schools are making a lot of money, but. God, I don't know if I'm the grumpy old man, but it's getting uncomfortable. It's getting <laughs> because very uncomfortable. It's it's like getting really uncomfortable. Um, there is zero regulations. There, it's a wild, wild west. It's you know, there's and, and by the way, uh, I guess I have the privy to uh, not that it's going to be breaking news, but 
I think Texas is almost similar to the Oklahoma. Well, you got Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC together. They actually had to work together to do that. But from an NIL standpoint, we have a session coming up in Texas, and there's going to be some Texas and Texas A&M legislation to support one NIL because some states are totally against it. And I get that portion of them. They're not going to benefit like we are. Yeah, but we, we may even partner together to um, add a little extra to where they can actually use our IP to, to, to be able to use the logo uh, while they're doing NIL. Because I think that helped both. That helps the school. It get, I don't know if they can find a way to get a piece of it, but that helps the school. It helps the player still represent a player as Texas and not just wear a burn on shirt. So as much as it's still the wild, wild west, there's legislation, at least from a Texas standpoint, that's going to push to make it, you know, a few more tweaks on it. So it's, it's wild, man. It's uh, the money numbers, the, 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 I'm still all for NIL. I don't think I'm for NIL and the portal, both having a lack of regulations. Yeah. At the end. Well, that's, that's the big scary part that we we're just talking about right here. There was rumors that Xavier Worthy got offered to leave the program for seven figures which oh God. that's that scares you right like Dude. the fact that that schools can just swoop in and say you know what like you can play be our star receiver and here's a couple million dollars for you well you can't do that yeah. in any other sport like you can't you can't NFL, do that professionally you cannot yeah. do that professionally and the nfl you can't just be like you know what i mean i get like gronk kind of did it like was gonna get traded to the lions retired and unretired to go to tampa bay but he missed a year <clears throat> yeah. so you can't just be like you, you can't just be like, you know what? I'm done playing for you guys. I'm going to go to this team. Just break a, break a deal. Well, like, and then you so have that, that, that dude who's pissed off a lot of even. It is not very often that you have, you know, Texas and Oklahoma fans. We were pretty aligned with the move to the SEC, which will happen, you know, in the next few years. But I think we equally dislike Lincoln Riley. And you can see where oh, yeah. he's meddling way more than he needs to. He's trying to justify certain levels of it. He wants to be successful. And as much as I even want to get mad at him, because I heard that there was a school that offered Worthy. I know that was a school that offered the pit kid. I mean, he, he's trying to get some guys in really fast and they got some big dollars out there. To, to do it. Although, you know, USC should probably chill out a little bit. Didn't they just get in trouble for, you know, folks paying to get into USC and stuff like that? But they don't like, care. neither here or there. But that's, you know, it, it's just, no, that, that's not the way to do it, man. There has to be some level of loyalty or almost, it, it sucks. I don't want it to make it contractual, you know, agreement, which to a certain degree it is. But I mean, it is, it is in a bad spot. And I, mm. I dive into certain levels of entitlement and, and just really unrealistic perspectives about the real world. And dude, I'll tell you what, I, I digress. When I went to the NFL, the, the contracts I saw, and not necessarily mine, but the contracts I saw, I came back to the, you know, the business world going like, these cats, ain't, they're not making, they're making 150,000. I mean, I was a rookie making 375. What do you mean? And I'm working 17 weeks a year. I needed to grow up a little bit when I got back to the business world. And so that was, I was actually a professional athlete. Made, I was a thousandaire, as I say, came back to the business world. I needed a level of adjustment to say, hey, um, 
Yeah, those are CEOs. Those are CFOs, you know, the, the, uh, the controllers. They're, they're making, they hope to be 200, 250. And so now this is happening to 17, 18, 19 year old. I just, there's so many thoughts I have about why I'm insanely uncomfortable about where it's going. And, um, and, but at the same time, what are you going to do? Oh yeah, eight, 10 months into it. Let's change it all. How the hell are you going to do that? You can't, they were so quick to do it and so quick to just make it happen because I think they were so tired of everyone breathing down their necks about it. And it just blatantly, it's what sells. Like what sold for you in the NFL? Like why is your contract worth $375,000 minimum? Like realistically, why is that the case? It's because of the eyeballs that are drawn to you. So you, your team, the Bengals organization, the Broncos organization, the organizations you're with, the eyeballs that are drawn to you, that's what makes it valued at that. And if you look at not even just, just look at any 18-year-old with a platform, football player, basketball player, you know, just TikToker. Yeah. Like, like, I'm about to say, uh, what's they call influencers? I mean, all this stuff is crazy to me, dude. People like swinging their hips, jailbaiting people on TikTok and making sorry, like making 18 million dollars <laughs> because it, that's what it is. I mean, that's what it is. And the thing of the matter, and the long and short of the whole situation is, is like you make your most money average. How much money do we think flow from Progressive makes? compared to somebody like a mid-level actor who, and look, she's super talented, very funny woman. Like I've seen her do improv in Los Angeles. Hilarious. Her work for his flow for progressive for a 30 second spot pales into comparison for like, let's say an actor who's working on a TV series who may not be the star, but is like, you know, if you're watching Peaky Blinders, quantum, you see Peaky Blinders. I have not. I don't watch a lot of TV. <laughs> well, I, I'm not a huge, huge TV guy, but I would watch that. That show is absolutely really awesome. Oh, well, I got a guy. prime example. It's, it's funny you say that. And I just read yesterday, I was sitting there, getting in bed, reading it. Taraji P. Henson, who I think is a phenomenal talent. <laughs> Great. I think as long as she was in the game before Tyler Perry blew up, she had never made over 100K. And then I, I read it and it's like the first person, at least from an upfront money standpoint, the first person to give her a gig for 500k was Tyler Perry and I read that and I was like no way like this she's in so many hits she's just so good at what she does but until she she did a few Tyler Perry films and, and that blew my mind I was like man that's just people on the on the P squad in the NFL are making 150 yeah you know, yeah. and so it just and no one ever it, sees them, and no one ever sees them, no or hears of them. You're like, oh, what he, happened to so and so? Exactly. So it just it, it is. Um, we can go on and on, and probably need to for several shows. It's just but the advertising it, dollars, like that's what sells. If you can draw advertisers, you're gonna make money. Like at that, advertising in real estate. Yeah, brands. I mean, yeah. that's it's really it's really what it is. I mean, every there's so many brands out there that are willing to just jump on anyone with a following. Doesn't matter how talented you are. It just depends on how many eyes you can reach. It's really what it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wait till they start paying like the wait, it's like pancake swap where you swap like your Ethereum and your Bitcoin start paying our paying. <laughs> I mean, the, we got to get, we got to get CDC on here. Cause I need like, I just need 15 minutes to pitch them some ideas. <laughs> I have, I, I don't need a lot. You guys can, that's, I'll sit the interview out. You got to work guys, on your elevator pitch. You guys will just, <laughs> you got you halfway through. You guys will just like, <laughs> tap me in call to the pin bringing out the lefty from bel-air and i'll come in and i'll be like look pancake swap with the pancake factory 
with our old line, get these kids paid in Bitcoin. Lord knows how much money they can make in 10 years. I mean, half of the NFL, like some of the NFL players think half their salary, like Russell Okung out of OK State, he played a number of years in the NFL, took half his thing in Bitcoin. Yep. I think it's like looking at, and we, we're sitting here like, oh, this is crazy. Time we're like out, the biggest out, culprit. We, yeah. we cannot go. You're telling me somebody that just signed with the NFL, and this tells you how much I actually don't watch TV. And I watched a little bit of the draft, but y'all are way better at that than I am. Someone took half their salary in Bitcoin. Someone took their full salary. What? It was Russell Ru- Russell Kuhn, um took his full entire salary in Bitcoin. It was full. It was not half. I think it was his full salary. Well, whatever, like it was. I think, and it wasn't this pat like. Bitcoin and he made and he made more money than he would have because he did it like when he signed. I think yeah. a few years ago. A few years ago, I think so he like tripled his money. He like I was tripled say, he banked because during that time, Bitcoin was balling out it slowed down some to a certain degree but at that point it was as high as it, it gets i had no idea about that that's mm-hmm. that's crazy to me yeah buy the dip everybody it's thirty two thousand dollars the uh a bitcoin <laughs> one of our it was a size i heard this story nick you probably heard the story but Quan, i gotta tell you this this is totally unrelated to texas Rebel, but it's just so funny we had one of our buddies it, it's related to texas i guess you could kind of pigeonhole it to fake ids the one of our <laughs> buddies was making like was a fake ID guy in Michigan. Uh-huh. He was making fake IDs and he buys like he's going to print them too. So he buys the printer, buys the printer at the time for like, it was like 200 bucks. Guys like, you know what? I don't need the cash. Just pay me with eight Bitcoin and I'll give you this fake ID printer. He's like, all right, done. I don't know how much money he made fake ID, but that was, you know, what? That is wild. $320,000 for a printer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's pretty much what it went for. Yeah. That's our Bitcoin story. I like, we're like the big culprit though. Cause like, we're like the ones we're going to be offering this kid Addison. We're right there with Bama. We're right there with USC. It's realistic. Like look, he's only going to be here for a year. He's not, this is it. He's going I know, to the That's price. the other piece of it. It's like, what is going to be your, do we, are we drinking a Kool-Aid a little bit? Hell yeah, we are. We think we're going to be pretty good, but what it, most of my perspective is UT is going to do pretty well on Dijon Robinson. They've had him for a few years. He's going to have a hell of a year next year. And at this point you have to start talking about ROI. This kid for wherever he goes, is he going to win the Bolitnikov, like what is, sure, you can project it all you want. But there's so many factors in that. What is going to be the ROI on him giving seven digits to leave the school? And is he really going to care on that level if he's leaving Pitt his senior year to go somewhere else, clearly for money? It's just, it's so many questions, man. It's so well, contrary to everything I knew about and again, listen, y'all know, again, I have advocated for a level of payment and likeness for a long time, mm-hmm. but this is not what I want. This is not what a lot of old school cats hope for, want it. it this is just wild, man. Is it for you, is it the principle of it or is it the actual compensation factor of it? Because I think for me, it's like, there's no budget here. It's not like there's a cap right. space, right? And it's not even like it's our money or anything and it's a lot of booster money it's a lot of brand deals that they find for for nil so if they can find it if they can muster up all the money then why not throw it at them right i mean there's no cap room so is it for you is it the principle that you disagree with that like let's just go out and bring out the brinks truck for this 
this one-year rental? I think it's a combination of both. I think it starts with the principal because I, I have all kinds of theories I think that should work. I, I think, you know, if I was, and they say you're not supposed to get paid, you know, to, to, to be in recruiting. And there's a lot of legislation and probably even potential lawsuits about that, um, especially with a &M. Um, but um, how the, I mean, how do you know if that's gonna actually happen? So let, let's think about this. I, one of my theories is if you're you're getting paid, you know, well into the six digits, seven digits, and you want to transfer once, well, you have two choices. If you go on scholarship as well, then you you get penalized that year, like you used to be when I was there. Yeah. If you if you're getting paid that much, you need a tax write off anyway. Pay for your own college. Go in as a walk on. Then you leave those scholarship for the people who aren't getting paid a crazy amount of dollars. We got eighty five football scholarships hell i'd even say cut cut that to 65 if you really want to get like the league you can say 54 but cut that to 65 now the, the 11 scholarships that baseball have can be 16 or you know title nine stuff and that's 20 scholarships you can spread across but even in those sports i mean because we have a, a rock star in um volleyball um logan she's getting paid mm -hmm. and so Logan can go on non-scholarship. She can pay regardless. She's fine. She pays for that, gets the tax right off. I just think there's other ways that they should have thought about to make this work. And by the way, if you go in as a walk-on because you're making an insane amount of money, you pay for your own school, you can transfer as much as you want. Yeah. You know, that, that, that's, you're paying for your own school. So I just think the regulatory piece of it. So one, that's the principal piece. I just think it's insane that a senior can be like, oh, you know what? Let's offer me some money over there. Sorry, teammates. Sorry, guys. Y'all don't mean anything. I'm going to roll over and get paid. At the same time, I'm talking on both sides of my mouth because that's exactly what he should do if he's getting offered seven million, I mean, seven, yeah. you know, figures. And so that's the piece of it. And then the money side of it, clearly I want them to learn financial literacy, but it goes back to being in my business side. Where's the ROI? 90% mm -hmm. of the decisions I'm making from a marketing standpoint or a hiring practice or all of that, I'm going, all right, you know, I, I need this person for that because I'm going to pay them, you know, 90,000 bucks, but they're going to have, you know, 800 to a million dollars worth of accounts they're going to work on. Oh, boom, easy. That's easy done. You know, or I'm going to hire this person. What are they going to make us back? Is, it, is everybody going to win? Yeah. I hope this guy works out. But guess what? This is a game of football. Somebody give him seven digits to come to their school. Knock on wood. I think this does not happen. But what if he gets hurt in camp? Yeah. Doesn't play a single snap. He doesn't for us. play a single snap. And then he's like, well, I got my seven digits. I'm not going to risk getting hurt again because that's really going to hurt my draft status. He's said the whole year. He's going to set up the whole year. And so there has no, to be there's no ROI. Well, no, that's, so that's where. That's what I was going to ask. I mean, have you guys heard of any incentivized NIL deals at all where it's like if you hit X amount of yards this season, you get paid this much, or if you win an award, you make this much, or if your team wins a national championship, if you become an All-American, like here's the incentives. Have you guys heard of anything I, like that? I have no. I, don't I have know. not, but I, I did don't even know what the hell about. this is, honestly. It happened there. Nobody knows. It ha that's what happens in the NFL. What's happening in college, college football players, to a certain degree of guaranteed money and no production perspective to it, they're getting paid more than 75% of the NFL players. Because everybody think NFL players are millionaires. No, most of us, most of them are thousandaires. You do make 300, 400, 500,000 after taxes and fees and money managers and all that. We know how that, 
dwindles down so fast, but most of the NFL, and, and let's be real, I guess most of the college players aren't millionaires either, but the way it's trending, it's going to be a lot more than there is not. Mm-hmm. And so, no, that's, I think you should do that piece of it. I have heard this. I have heard some of these deals that they're getting do have some contractual which doesn't seem too real because Quinn, I heard, got paid pretty well to go to Ohio State, allegedly, and allegedly came here and did pretty well as well. So you're just cleaning so, up? It's like... So it I, are there really this, you can't transfer a deal in it? So I, I just, it's, it's, there is no teeth to any rules, in my opinion, that I've heard of or seen. You're just paying yeah. for recruiting at this point, though. Yeah, and I think the the difference with the NFL, of course, I mean, there's been so much structure, and that's the obvious, and there's cap cap space, and you know, there's a salary cap there. But with the NIL deals, it's brands that are making these deals, right? Like, it's all structured like it is with social media, where it's like, here, there's that 18-year-old kid that we were just talking about who's jailbaiting people for, you know, their millions of followers that they have. Like that's how they look at it. And they here's 50 K right. Here's 20 K here's a mil. Like there's no structure behind it. So that's kind of how this, this world works. But I mean, I'm with you. It's very scary. It's very unpredictable. The scary part is that, you know, we have the opportunity to lose players, but on the flip side, we could also take players. But if teams like UFC and Bama and, and, you know, Miami and Florida want to go out and Ohio State want to go out and just oh my God. clean house and just spend all their money on players. Like, what are we going to do? And the and funniest I don't think, thing, I don't think that's sorry, Texas's thing. Yeah, I mean, it could be, though. We could feel all right. The funniest thing is this. It's just because you spend a lot on good players doesn't mean you're going to win the game. And you could go to any sport. It's true. It yeah. really is. Look, you may be consistently open that you have. You may have a good consistency being in the mix. So go to the cross sport this thing. Look at the Yankees. How, who's won more recently, the Yankees or the Kansas City Royals? Who's been to more World Series recently? Kansas City Royals went to two World Series back to back, and they can't. They can barely buy a bag of peanuts. But and the Astros just now started spending money. Now the Dodgers, they've been right in the mix, and they've been spending a lot of money. Yep. And you're always in the mix. Like, look, like. Bama's always going to be in the mix, but there's no guarantee you're going to win. And you look, we don't, we're not talking about them. You know, we're talking about Georgia who had all the players go Bama didn't win. And you ain't first or last in college football. Sorry. No one's like, Oh, Cincinnati. What? No one gives a hoot about Notre Dame anymore. Notre Dame. We're all like, every time we even see them in the mix, we're like kick rocks. We don't want you in there. Doesn't matter. You make the, make the playoff once. It's cool. Do it twice. It's cool. Third time, you go go win. You'll get a championship because you didn't first or last in, in college football, and that's the bottom line. And you know, I mean, you know, on multiple levels, Quan. And the thing is, is like, we can pay these guys all we want, but Baylor is going to be good whether they pay people or not because they're well coached and they have a good system, and we have to go compete against them. Oklahoma, we we're not shelling out the kind of money. They're not shelling out the kind of money we are but they're going to be well-coached and their defense is going to be good. Well, and Baylor had, Baylor had guys drafted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, multiple. <laughs> yeah. Like good amount. Multiple. And yeah. so it's, it, it's amazing the fine line that, and that's such a good example because they, as pains me to say, been from the Waco area, but 
Vegas beaten us way too much in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. They don't have a fraction of our resources. So that's where I'm getting, you know, it's like, this is annoying. And, and, but, but again, we have a whole different coach, a whole different staff, and we hope that time is over. But we're, we have to go off data. Mm-hmm. And I love Sark to death. But we have to go off the data. We have to go off the trends. And till this point where we are right now in May of 2022, our mm-hmm. resources hadn't done a lot for us. Mm-hmm. And so we hope it works itself out. We hope there, and I, I will say this, after going to the spring game, this looks like a different team. Mm-hmm. Can you, can you that speak, is the can you speak to some of that? Like what, what was some specifics that so, you saw? You know me, and, and I don't look at the, the, the game itself as vanilla. You're not going to put everything out there, you know, Bijan and you play all that. But there's a level of um, intensity. There's a level of focus. There's a level of even leadership that you can see early on where it's kind of, as, as, as we said on, on the ball, but you're slap-assing around, kind of going through the motions, spring game. Sure. As crazy as it sounds, that looked more like a business trip than I've seen in the last several years, probably six wow. years. And it was just a spring game. And I was like, okay, this is different. These guys are getting it. You know, the coaching staff is letting them understand. When you get in that stadium, I get it. We're not going to do all our stuff. We're, we practice on way more things than we're going to show today, but compete. And you focus. I don't care who's on the sideline. I don't care where recruits here i don't care if mom and daddy's here focus i laugh because my little eight-year-old my it was mother's day and he plays on sundays and his cousin was there his grandmother was there man the first 10 minutes of his game i was like this and i don't say anything during these little freaking flag football games that fool looked over there 50 times and so i finally i was like oh crap i have to be that dad so i went over and i was like hey austin um yeah i know your cousin's here i know your grammy's here Hey, do do not look at the sideline again. I was like, you focus on the game. You have a job to do here. You owe that to your teammates. Yeah, I had two picks after that, two touchdowns, pulled seven flags. And I was like, see, it actually, you focus in and the game goes faster. Mm -hmm. Now that did cost me 20 bucks. But it's weird to make that comparison, but that's real time. Austin's getting IL deals already. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hey, you know what? But not until he performs. His merit base is like, you know, a pick six is five bucks. Uh, Touchdown is five bucks. Pull flags is one buck. It is amazing what one dollar means to this kid. But that's that's the difference. I don't give him crap. If he would have played like he did that first 10 minutes, he would have went home with nothing. But um, just that level of it's, – it's funny because it, that's the beauty of Texas football and just football in general. You could talk about an eight-year-old flag football deal and then talk about, you know, the, the NFL or the collegiate level. That Those level of focuses matter. And I see that from a UT standpoint. They weren't worried about all the distractions. Yeah. As much as we're talking about the NIL and the rest of them, they just – it looked like it's crazy to sound like a business trip. Yeah. And it was a freaking home game, and we knew Texas was going to win, but it looked like a different level of focus. It should be a business trip every time out, and that's—I mean—that's hilarious. The the uh, situation of you know your kid, you say that's your kid, and he goes in. First of all, pick six in, in the flag football game is hard. 
at any level. <laughs> that's like not an easy thing to do in a pick six. I know. I was just thinking like if my old man said that, I would have, that would have been the difference between me striking out, looking and striking out swinging, but you're <laughs> the son, son of an NFL player is walking out with two pick sixes and 20 bucks. But yeah, I mean, look, that's, you know, you want it to be this, this, this year. And I know we're getting all caught up in the NF, NIL. And I'm curious is like, do we, it's really, hard not to. do we, it's hard <laughs> Do we really, I mean, I know we want Addison. I know he, we can't say no to Addison. Like, you know, you're not going to, Hey, do you want an extra scoop of ice cream? Sure. Do we, yeah. do we, do we need it though? But, but what if they I'm say like, that extra scoop costs a hundred dollars? Pope. If someone pay, else is paying the for the, it. The hope though. Yeah. I hope the Pope pissed in it. You know what I'm saying? Let me get two actually. Oh, it's on your tab. Yes. <laughs> I just don't want it to be in a situation where like, we're just like paying these kids just to, just to play like a contract. Cause then that's unregulated. But if these guys want to go make money off the Jersey sales, they want to go make money off their name. Like yeah. that's the whole point of this whole thing. But I will, I will also say though, like he's, he's performed, he's proven it. It's not like amazing. giving, it's not like giving a high school kid the NIL money, right. No, where true. he's not going to start right away. Right. He's going to fight for his position. This guy won the Bolitnikov. Like yeah. he's the best receiver in the nation. Mm-hmm. So yes, our receiver room is already stacked right now. There's a lot of different players in there that can perform well. We got Isaiah Nair, we got Hall from Alabama. You still got Whitney coming back, of course. Don't forget X Man. Oh yeah. But you can't have enough firepower, especially if injuries happen as well. That was. Well, we've also say. had some transfers. You know, mm-hmm. we have injuries. We have transfers. I know. I think Washington was in there. Yep. We got some cats up in Fort Worth meddling with some of the guys that they recruited. So the, you can't especially at that position. And I will say Sark wants five or six great guys. And, and that's what he had at Alabama. And I had, you know, a conversation with him about that and they balled well. Oh, yeah. All them cats were so good. And he found a way to, you know, to, to make plays with them. And, and, but again, at what cost, I guess, I know that sounds weird. Um, I know there's people saying who the heck cares. We need everybody possible. But still, it, and we don't even know who the quarterback's going to be. But when we're talking about needs, I'm going back to the trenches. Mm-hmm. I'm going back to the trenches. You know, X was phenomenal. But there was a lot of plays he was wide-ass open that we got a sack on or a sack fumble on. And so I think we addressed that with recruiting this year. But they're still young and have to develop. So – that's where I, it's just a big picture, macro level deal. I, deal. I'm looking at like, yes, it would be sweet. Yeah. But it really would be sweet to get another edge rusher or a lineman. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. I, I, I always get so jealous when I see those pictures of like the Bama receivers all together when they're in, like, you had Judy, you had Waddle, you had Ruggs. You had Devontae Smith, like all of them yeah. in the same class, like or, or the same, the same team, right? And the same thing with the running backs at Georgia, right? With like Sony Michelle yeah. and Todd Gurley and like the Wisconsin guys. Like it's time for Texas to get a a, a position room like that. Yeah. It needs to happen at some point. And I think exactly. this is like that's like, but also it's a situation where you bring up depth, like when Whittington went out last year, you could point to that as a major turning point of the offense. Mm-hmm. Like Very we, true. we lost the depth, yeah. we, we lost the safety valve. Like we lost having slot receiver. Slot, yeah, losing a slot receiver when you have a quarterback who's good, not great, is major. I think. It's it, a- you know what? 
interesting enough, and, and I, I want to touch on this because sadly, we're, we're a little, and I don't mean this loosely, you know, we have a little PTSD because we've had the resources before NIL. We were the Joneses, but the kids kind of got on campus and got so comfortable, and maybe there was leadership from the South End Zone, but they just didn't live up to We've had pretty good. Re- if you look back to our history, we've had pretty good recruiting classes. Mm. Um, I don't know if it was a plan with them, but we had pretty good recruiting classes. So I think we're, we're just a little scorned too that, yes, we are one of the schools. We're sitting here a little worried about NIL because of the craziness of it. But we're the school, one of those schools that would benefit pretty good from it. The only problem with that is we've been able to get people. And, and I mean, we had 200 million, you know, under work on our South end zone. When Tom Herman got there, he put 15 million into our locker room. We've given them facilities. We've given them resources, but we haven't seen that translate to wins. So let's touch on Sark. I will say this. I do think he can be our dude to turn in, turn this into translation two wins and then if i'm being real honest hell i don't know what price i'd put on being in the playoff and playing in an attic Mm -hmm. do i think we're going to do that next year my opinion i don't know that we're ready for that with what we have for with the youth we have in the trenches but there's a lot of money i'd let somebody else pay to get to the final four and to win the big 12 yeah so and, and I, maybe that's their mindset. Maybe those that are donating appreciate y'all. Um, that, that, that's the goal. And hopefully it works itself out. Yeah, yeah, I'd, love to, I'd love to donate eventually. Like five I, bucks, uh, I donated. Uh, I'll put five on it. <laughs> I, I donated a hundred bucks to uh, um, University of Texas's like mushroom study thing they're like they're like studying the effects of psilocybin so i was like oh yeah, mushrooms there you go Here's <laughs> um, awesome. but but i will say that i think we've had a lot of setbacks and it's it's been injuries yes it's been stability for quarterbacks or instability i guess but also instability of coaching right when mac brown was gone we had four years of chuck strong then we had four years of tom herman now we're on the second year of sark kirby smart won his first championship in his sixth year with Georgia. It takes time. It, it takes a lot of time for these guys to get their full, their full classes and to get the, the team culture in place. And, you know, people are pointing to our draft that just happened where no longhorns were taken. Yes. It's upsetting to see, but I don't think we had expectations of any longhorns to make it. There was no one that we were really thinking, Oh yeah, he might maybe Dicker, but like who really drafts kickers that often, not that often, right. They can go undrafted and sign with the team. So and play for 20 years. Exactly. And so it, it's going to take time for, for us to get back on the same page where we're getting guys going in the draft and where we're going to for sure have guys get drafted next season. We might have a couple oh, first 100%. rounders. Yeah, so really it, it's will. just that culture change that happens, but yeah, it doesn't take, well, it doesn't take two I, years. I wanna, it takes wanna, six. It's sometimes. a different sport, but I want to touch on that because I grew up in the Waco area. It's funny you say that. Scott Drew, that team, Baylor was dominating, you know, two years ago. That was Scott Drew's 16th year at Baylor. People, I, I remember this donor hit me up. He's like, oh, my gosh, we're getting killed by Baylor. I, I just want to look like Baylor and win championships. It's like, you didn't say that the first 13 years he was there. No. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he was fine. 
but he wasn't what they would have been the last three years. Yeah. No. Or when we got there, they started getting good. Like with Rico yeah. gathers and those guys coming, the big boys, they're bruising way of basketball. And even then Kansas was beating the brakes off of them. And even we were to a certain degree. Yeah. I mean, they became a powerhouse. I'd say I'd give them the last four years and, and they, they've become that team. And by the way, they win one and even they were decent last year, but they weren't that group that got the extra COVID year. So people yeah. don't see it, the big picture, a lot of the time. But time is is certainly, Nick, to your point. We need mm-hmm. that. Sark needs that. And as crazy as I say he needs that, I still think the moves he's made that are so strategic, the roster management that he's doing, I don't think he needs the time a lot of other people have needed. Right. But he does need time. I right. would like to see him. It's like this is me being my worst case scenario, really, and you guys know me. I would like to see him win nine games. I would very like very doable. I s- very very, do- very it doable. is a very doable minimum. I look. I, I'm not gonna lie. I think we should be the favorite to win the Big Twelve this year. I, I mean, agree. with with OU taking a huge step back, with I think Oklahoma State even takes a little step back as well. I mean, Baylor, we we should be the favorite. We should win nine games. We should win the conference. Not saying we should be in the playoff, but I think nine, maybe 10 wins is doable. And you win the Big 12, I think you should go to the playoff. Now, that's my bigger picture. Um, we need to expand the, you know, eight to 12 teams piece of it. But if you win the, the, the your conference in the Power Five, mm-hmm. and especially in a round-robin scenario, then you should go to the freaking Big You should go. I don't, yep. The Notre Dames and all these mofos, I, I just – I don't worry about any of that. I think you want a conference already. Just want a conference. Yeah. Ridiculous. Join a conference. Seriously. You're not that special. Right. Go, Who join cares about your NBC TV deal? Like, yeah, it's so lame. Well, they do. That's the money we're talking about. That's why these cats are getting so much now. Yeah. I mean, we see Bama. We see, oh my God. We, see, we do see Bama. September see Bama. 10th. I forgot about that. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be real fast. It's going to be funny it. when, when Texas beats Bama and Texas fans overreact so early on in the season and then it doesn't happen. We don't get to the college football playoff. I can Let's, see that happening. Whatever. I'm going to be one of those guys. You two are going to have to bail me out. <laughs> I'm about to say, if we beat Bama, I think we're all going to be having a, I'm a, booking, a good night. I'm booking my flight out Monday morning I, or <laughs> Monday afternoon because you two are going to have to bail me out of Austin, you know, jail. I'm going to You're going to have to spend 24 hours in the yeah, drunk I'm, tank. I'm, I'm, getting a, I'm getting the drunk tank in a slammer in my underwear. I'm going crazy <laughs> if we if we beat Bama. I mean, like, that's it. I mean, that's it's at home. Yeah, we're not going to Tuscaloosa. There better not be a single empty seat there. there I mean, they, there won't be, and we better won't be. Yeah, and we better do what other stadiums do and not let them buy. Yeah, and stick what they did. To, we better give like you know what. Remember what the the Chiefs did to Jordan Love's family. They stuck oh. them at the top of Arrowhead. Oh, oh, right. oh yeah. I do remember. They that. zoomed they in and they're very at the very let, top row of Arrowhead. Let them eat cake, dude. Let let <laughs> let so them funny. let them eat let them there, eat the turkey scraps. There from, was a uh, lot of LSU Franklin's. fans at the Texas. Well, LSU see, but that's what I was about to say. This is a problem with our culture, and this is it's what awesome. Sark's working on. And this is the thing. I don't know that I've said, I think I've said this before. When I, I could I hated the saying in the SEC, it means more because I was like. That's just a lie. There's no way it means more to the players. But after going to Fayetteville, after going to a couple of SEC stadiums, 
I get where the saying come from. I had it wrong. It's not about on the field or, you know, inside this, that it truly is about what it means to that town, what it means mm-hmm. to that fan base. Right. So that's one of the cultural things. Texas better figure out where they're going. Yeah. Because Texas fan, the casual fan be like, whoa, got four tickets. I'm gonna make a lot of money on this and won't show up. And then we'll be the first person on orange buds or one of these sites or Twitter talking crap to a kid and you sold your freaking tickets to a Bama fan. It's a Bama fan bum move to get a three day ACL band. So that's where we are. And we need to freaking be better culturally for these kids that we as a fan base are so quick to criticize. And there's a few elements to it as well. Right. I mean, Austin being the destination that it is a lot of away fans want to come enjoy the weekend in Austin. I'm not trying to go enjoy the weekend in Fayetteville. I'm not trying to go. I'm not trying to go enjoy the weekend even in baton rouge right i mean yes i'd love to see a game there but we don't have that hostile environment either that you go to and every single sec school does and that just comes with culture of course and you're right there's a lot of people who are looking at the dollar sign next to their ticket and see how many zeros they can add to it i've heard i've talked to some people and say man i'll pay for my entire season tickets with this one game and i'm like no you know what but are you gonna see are you gonna be able to see a game as good as the one that you're about exactly. to sell, like yeah, dude. Enjoy historic. UTA, enjoy UTSA the next weekend. No offense. <laughs> hey, UTSA won like nine, ten games. Yeah, yeah, they, they were good last year. They were ranked all season. They they really were. I'm, I'm Go runners. Worried. Listen, I'm a little worried, but I, I I think we're gonna be fine. But they they had some good players. And and by yeah. the way, you talk about first round draft picks. I think they had one what two years ago. Yeah, Davenport. Yeah. So, so we, Tariq we, we, Woolen we was drafted. Well. No. Was he drafted? Tariq Wall. He the was. I think he's like sixth round, though. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, well, gents, it's great to be back with you, Quan yeah, and Nick. We'll get, we'll get some stuff going the coming weeks, and get some interviews for everybody, and get you guys hyped for the season because, like, here it is. We're good. We're here. We're about to be here. We're almost at our one year anniversary. When do we start together? July. Yep. June. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Almost at our one year anniversary. Time flies. That's that's the one we, for that time. That's when we need to have CDC come. Yeah. That'd oh, be yeah. great. That'd be great. And then Josh can pitch him all of his ideas. <laughs> I'm gonna t- CDC. Hey, the guy with the, the you got vest, two months, Josh. The guy with the orange vest. I'm gonna wear my orange vest. It's been a little quiet. Like he, <laughs> he really I heard you're like the more talkative one. Actually, uh Mr. Funny Johnson, you say that. Yeah, funny you say that. <laughs> I brought my uh, father's yellow pad from when he was a lawyer, and here we just go. Thought of this one in the shower, thought of this one on the road. <laughs> He'll never come back again. <laughs> That'll be it. Uh, Quan, pleasure. Nick, pleasure. Toss, we missed you, buddy. Feel better. Feel better, pause. Get your horns up. We're the Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. We'll see you guys next time. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE and get 50% off your first deposit. So whatever your first deposit is at betonline.ag, and you could bet on anything. Futures for MLB, NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us. Playing games start tonight. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We outcha. We love you. Fans out there, drag both feet about swinging a full count. Rip that puck at that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. Hit your free throws because they are free. Hook them.
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.